0: eliminate Eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Today, we're going to talk about something we probably all need at one point or another. For some of us, we need it most of the time, and that is making good decisions, following through, and keeping your word when you're in a season where it feels harder than normal to do that. That could be because you have an injury. It could be because you're not feeling well. It could be because something's going on in your family. Maybe you're caring for somebody. Maybe you're going through a tough time at work. Any number of things. And In case you missed it, I think I released an episode about a week ago to share the news. I'm currently pregnant again. And so for me, that season is about being more tired and not feeling as well. And I have to still keep my word to myself, even if it looks a little bit different. And I want to continue to make choices that are best for me and best for my entire family When faced with more fatigue, when faced with more stress, when faced with more frequency of not feeling like myself and having food aversions and different things like that. It's not, you know, and while that is my situation right now, there are also other things that come up. Like just very recently, we were all sick. Me, Chris, Roman, down and out with a virus, and it happened over the weekend where we intended to celebrate what would have been Dagny's second birthday. And I had planned for us to go out to brunch with a friend, to have some cupcakes later at the house to, to celebrate her because even though Roman is probably too young to notice now, I, I want the family to be used to celebrating Dagny's birthday even though she's not here with us anymore. With a virus though, it would have been so easy. In fact, one of my family members was like, I'm gonna send pizza to the house so you guys don't have to worry about cooking. And I was like, thank you so much but maybe another week, because it's never more important to eat well and to avoid indulging than when you're sick, even though it's easier than ever to say, oh, you know what? I just can't. I can't deal with it. Let's do what's convenient. Let's do what's easy. And that was my MO for the longest time. Didn't matter if I had a headache or I had a virus or any number of other things. I would use that as the reason to justify, to to overindulge, even though logically, that was when it mattered the very most. So it was an easy decision for me now because of some tools that I'm going to share with you today, the tools that I use to keep my commitments and keep my word to myself and do what is right and best and healthiest, even when I want to the least, it made it easy to say... No way are we doing cupcakes today. No way am I gonna eat pizza because I know that at this time it's more important than ever to really eat well, and and that's you know gonna be the case for a lot of my pregnancy too. When I don't feel like it, and certainly with with Dagny, my pregnancy with her, I had a ton of food aversions for the longest time, like protein and vegetables. Just blah. Uh, I didn't have as many with Roman, so. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but I wanted to share with you the tools that I use in those moments where it would be so, so easy to say, you know what, I don't care. You know what, I'll get back on track next week. Consistency requires that we don't use these times in life and throw in the towel because without this practice, if we don't have these skills and these tools, then we can never be consistent. Because even if, hey, you only get sick a couple times a year, work is going to be stressful. You're going to be caretaking for somebody in your family. You're going to be emotional. You're going to have a headache. You're going to, you know, there's always going to be these things that pop up that give us the reason if we let it to say, today's not the day for me to follow through. Today's not the day for me to work out. Today's not the day for me to eat as well as I plan to eat. And honestly, though I'm talking about it in terms of a lot of self-care habits, all of the tools that I'm talking about today apply to the discipline of building a business or the discipline of getting out of debt or absolutely anything. So keep these tools in mind, even if you're not applying them the way that I will be applying them in the coming months. The tools. Let's get right back to them. The first one harkens back to episode 903. If you have not listened to 903 or even if you haven't listened to it recently, please go back and do that because it is such an important one. Episode 903 is the one where I talked about having many reasons, making them strong, and revisiting them often. This is so huge. And what prompted that episode 903 was one of the big tools that I used when I was pregnant with Roman. And it has helped me in so many situations since then. And it will help me in this pregnancy, but it also helps me in times like, you know, a few weeks back when I, when I wasn't feeling well. If you're only focused on one primary reason, and it's okay to have a reason that's like bigger than the rest. But if you only have one primary reason then it is going to be very, very, very easy to accept inconsistency, to talk yourself out of consistency. So in the context of of how I'm thinking about this now in another pregnancy, if my only reason or my primary heavy hitter, the only one I focus on reason to eat well or to exercise is because of my weight, then when I'm gaining weight in pregnancy or after roman was born not gaining weight post not losing weight postpartum my my weight kind of stalled from when roman was born till probably about 8 months postpartum then it's going to be so easy to be like yeah you know i can i can be a little bit more loose here i can justify this i can say yes to this even though i normally say no because i mean hey It's not like I'm losing weight right now, you know? So we have to have many reasons. And in episode 903, I go through a lot of my reasons for wanting to eat well and wanting to exercise, but I take that approach for my business. I have many, many reasons that I wanna get my work done every day. I have many, many reasons that I wanna record this podcast. It's not just one. I see a lot of business owners who struggle when their really only reason is to make money, Because, you know, for example, when when COVID first hit, online businesses, with the exception of, you know, things that were staples, but like self-improvement, personal development, weight loss kind of things, they took a really hard hit because people weren't spending on those discretionary things. Now, a lot of people shifted their spending online for things like clothes and food and things that they would normally go to the store for, but all of the the non-essentials, people tended to stop making. And so a lot of business owners really struggled because they were like, well, hey, you know, I'm not necessarily making money in this season, so why bother? You have to have many reasons and you have to make sure that they are strong reasons and you have to revisit them often. When it comes for me to food and exercise, for most of my life, I thought of them only in terms of, is this gonna help me lose weight or not? And while weight loss is absolutely, it's a perfectly okay motivator for wanting to eat well and wanting to exercise, you're so screwed in the long term if it is your only one. Because what happens if you reach your goal and you don't need to lose weight anymore? Or if something happens and you can't lose weight anymore, or you're not going to lose weight anymore, so you you reach your goal or maybe, like me, you get pregnant again, you know? What happens then? Then you have no reason and that's a huge piece of the puzzle in terms of why so many people who lose weight put it back on because their motivator was lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. Now the goal is no longer to lose weight. So what is my drive for eating well? It's a big, it's a big issue. Or maybe you have surgery and for a period of time, weight loss is not the focus And a lot of folks in those circumstances, myself included, this has been me in the past, will say, well, so what's the point? And you are asking for inconsistency when you operate that way. So for me, I mean, I I probably couldn't even count the number of reasons I have. The list is so, so long. I want to exercise regularly and I want to eat well consistently because I feel so much better when I do. And that is a physical feeling, like how my body actually feels, how my body moves. But it's also an emotional thing. My mood is absolutely more positive when I am exercising regularly and when I am eating well consistently. There's no comparison. It is an obvious, obvious thing. So how I feel is a big part of it. My health is a huge part of it. And within that, there are a ton of reasons. Immunity. What we put into our body impacts the strength of our immune system, which is why when we were down and out, you know, hit with a virus uh, back in March, I was like, I'm not, yes, we had these plans, but this is not the time to have a cupcake. This is not the time to have pizza because those things do not support the immune system. So I want my body to be fully equipped to tackle Whatever enters my system that needs to be fought off. And if I'm not doing things like eating well consistently and exercising consistently, my immune system is not as strong as it could be. And I take that very, very seriously because we're going to be exposed to things all the time or things are going to develop in our body. And I don't want to ever be in a situation to say, I wish I had taken better care of myself and now it feels like it's too late, you know? So within health, immunity is one thing. Longevity is another thing. I want to live as long as possible. And as I've said on a number of episodes before, I can't take any miles off the car, so to speak. And I've spent a lot of years not taking care of my body. I've spent a lot of years overeating, overindulging, not working out, under too much stress, not getting enough sleep. And that damage is done. And I don't wanna, by choice, do any more damage than I've already done. So I take that very seriously. Those are a couple of the many reasons under health. And then there's the example I wanna set for my kids. You know, I mean, even to go back to longevity and health, to be around for my kids is a big part of it. But the example that I set for them growing up, you know, I I see families, whether I know them personally or their families that I observe online, you know, I'm exposed to a lot of different families and I'm exposed to families where working out and eating well is a part of the normal culture. And I, I work with, and I know, and I observe families where that's not part of the culture. I know which camp I want to be in. I want my kids to grow up seeing mom and dad be very healthy. I want my kids to grow up seeing mom taking great care of herself and working out regularly, that, that is, there is no doubt in my mind that that is what I want them to see day in and day out. That is a huge reason for me. So even when I don't feel my best or I'm not in the mood, I don't feel motivated, it's the last thing I want to do, all of those reasons, I revisit them often. I have them on a note in my phone that's pinned to the top, because I use a ton of notes on my phone. So if I didn't pin it to the top, it would get buried. But I, you know, if I am waiting somewhere, if I am, you know, uh, sitting on the toilet, I will often, instead of scrolling Facebook, I'll revisit those reasons. I especially revisit them in the moments where I'm about to make an excuse. That's the thing. I, I did an episode on this, I think back in January. It was a hugely popular episode. But I was talking about how a lot of people have fantastic practices, but they employ those practices at the wrong time. For example, this is just a silly silly example, but, but I think it makes the point. You're somebody who does affirmations in the morning. Like you wake up and you're like, I'm going to be fit today. I'm going to be healthy today. I'm going to stick to my budget today. I'm going to you know, communicate kindly to my spouse today, this, that, and the other thing. And that's how you start your day at 6.30 in the morning. But come 6.30 at night, those thoughts are nowhere to be found in in your consciousness. You are in the mode of like, I don't care. I'll do better tomorrow. It doesn't really matter. And the fact of the matter is your practice at 6.30 in the morning isn't bad, but you don't need it at 6.30 in the morning. You need it at 6.30 in the evening. So it's great to revisit your, your reasons, your strong reasons, your many strong reasons at 6.30 in the morning, but if you're not struggling at 6.30 in the morning, you need to go to them when you're struggling. And for me, that tends to be like 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. ish. That's, that's my time when I'm the least focused, I'm the least motivated, I'm the most likely to start to think like, oh, well, you know, I'll get the workout in tomorrow, any of those sorts of things. So that is when I know for me, I need to go to those reasons. Bookmark episode 903. Listen to it again. Put it on your calendar to listen to it once a week. Have many reasons. Have many reasons. The other tool that I use when I'm in a season where it's easier to make excuses, where consistency feels a lot more challenging, and that season can come up for so many reasons, I remind myself incessantly, like many multiple times per day, that something is better than nothing every single time. And I cannot let my idea of what I should do get in the way of what I can do. Something is better than nothing every single time. And, you know, often this comes up for me in terms of workouts. Like, I should go to the gym and, you know, be there for at least 30 or 40 minutes Don't let that idea keep me from doing a five-minute workout in my living room, if that is what I can do at the moment. So when we were sick back in March, it wasn't responsible for me to go to the gym. Like, I would have loved to go to the gym. I hated that I was out of the gym, but I also didn't want to get anybody sick. I can't let – I'm asking for inconsistency if I let – the notion that i should get in a workout at the gym keep me from doing what i can do here or maybe even you know there was a day where uh, a couple days actually where i was really lightheaded and so it might not have made sense to go out and go for a walk it might not have made sense to lift heavy weights but you know what i could absolutely do some planks on my living room floor i could absolutely do some seated shoulder press. I could absolutely do some you know, bent over rows or some seated rows or any number of things. Don't let what you feel like it should look like keep you from doing something because something is better than nothing every single time. Maybe your notion is that your, your food, your eating should look a certain way over the day and you started out by saying yes to you know, the, the sugary drink at Starbucks. Don't let your notion that the day should have not included that keep you from making the rest of the day great. Something is better than nothing absolutely every single time. You know, I'm not doing CrossFit workouts right now, and I haven't been since early in my pregnancy with Roman, very early in my pregnancy with Roman. And as somebody who likes that intensity, it's easy to feel like the workouts I do now, aren't really, you know, they don't measure up to the workouts that I used to do. And I choose to remind myself that something is better than nothing. And I cannot let my, my ideal, being at a CrossFit gym for an hour, get in the way of doing a 30-minute walk outside with my kid. If everybody lived this tool, that something is better than nothing every single time their lives would change. Saving $5 a week is absolutely better than saving no money per week. I, I used to have this conversation with my sister very regularly. Prior, you know, Since then, she's, she's totally crushed her finances. She's gotten out of debt. It's amazing. But she struggled for the longest time because she had a lot of student loan debt and she was in a profession where the pay is not great and she was living in an area where the expenses were extremely high and she felt like, uh, what's the point of trying to get out of this debt because I don't make enough money to do so and my expenses are very, very high and I don't work in an area where I'm going to make much more money and she would say, "Well, you know, if I, yeah, yeah, okay, Bets, I could my my family calls me Betsy." She would think, "Okay, Bets, yeah, I can put 5 or 10 dollars a week away, but what is the point? That's not even going to move the needle. Something is better than nothing every single time." That is true of money, it is true of fitness, it is true of nutrition, and when you are in a period of your life where for one reason or another, it is Harder to be consistent, keep that in mind. You know, uh, I, I fully anticipated with this, with this pregnancy to have days where I don't want to eat Brussels sprouts or salads or eggs or chicken, but there is something that I can do that's an improvement, right? I don't have to eat macaroni and cheese. I don't have to eat saltine crackers. Maybe it means I'm just doing some really bland protein smoothies. You know, that's okay. Something is better than nothing. It does not have to be the ideal that I wish that it could be. It just has to be something. The other tool, and this one's a little bit more nuanced, the other tool that I use very regularly is having standards for myself and my behavior. A lot of times I work with people who want to get out of debt or they want to build a business or they want to lose weight or they want to improve their fitness but they don't have clear standards for their own behavior and with that everything's up for negotiation you know like yeah I want to lose weight but you know uh, it's a family celebration so yeah I want to lose weight but we're we're going out for date night so yeah I want to go out to I want to get out of debt but you know my favorite band is coming to town for Concert, So, and I'm not saying that you you can't ever have moments where you make decisions that aren't necessarily the decisions that will move you to your goal fastest. What I am saying, though, is it will benefit you greatly to have some standards for your own behavior. One of mine, generally speaking, is that I don't want to indulge more than two times per month. Right? Now, sometimes that changes depending on my goals and where my body is at, right? I might be in a period where I feel like, no, I can feel great and, and maintain this weight with more than that. But generally speaking, if I am in a place where, like right now, being pregnant or wanting to lose weight postpartum, that's kind of that's, that's the standard for me, two times per month. For years, my standard had been, uh, if, I, if I'm in a place where I'm going to indulge, I'm going to do alcohol or carbohydrates, but not both, right? Because I needed a standard to make sure that saying I'm going to indulge today didn't turn into a full-on binge, not because of the impact on my weight, but because as a standard, that's not who I wanna be. I don't wanna be the kind of person who's, who gives myself an inch and takes a mile. It's not good for my body. It's not good for my mood. It's not good for my energy levels. It's not good for the example I wanna set within my family. It's just not the kind of person I wanna be. Another standard for mine, of mine, Golden Rules of Carbs and Fat Loss, episode 195. Even when I'm not in a fat loss phase, that's a really excellent standard for me. You know, uh, financially, I have standards. I do not purchase what I cannot pay in cash for. I do have credit cards. I pay them off in full every single month. That is a standard for me. If I want something and it and it is costly, then I take my time and I save for it. One of my standards is if I can't buy two, I don't buy it. So if I'm looking... uh this would generally be for something that's like a little bit more expensive, but let's say that there was some, you know, electronic something or other that I wanted to buy and it was say like eight grand. I just pulled that number out of a hat. If I can't comfortably afford to spend 16 grand, I'm not gonna spend the eight, right? In my business, I use the same thing. I recently uh, purchased some support for something and it was 10 grand. If I couldn't comfortably spend 20, I'm not gonna spend 10. Now I'm not saying that should be your, financial standard, but it helps me so much to have standards. And I have them for my self-care, I have them for money, I have them for business. Standards. It's a very important thing to consider. If you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't know what my standards are or what my standards should be, I'll tell you a couple of things that help me get started. The first is, you can look at it in terms of, well, where do I want to have an improvement? I was talking to somebody in my mastermind and she really had a, a goal of weight loss. And there's a million things, of course, that you can do for weight loss, and she wasn't sure she wasn't she wasn't sure of where to start. And so I was asking her, like, if you woke up tomorrow at your at your goal and you were the kind of person that you wanted to be, what would your choices look like day to day? You know, I'm sure you wouldn't wake up and think, well, I still want to, you know, binge every Thursday night or overeat all weekend long. And eventually we got to the point where she would love it to be in a place where she consistently indulged once a week, but not more than once a week. She wanted to be able to like have that to look forward to or do something with her, her spouse or her kids and indulge once a week. Okay, well, that can become a standard. You don't need to indulge four times a week or five times a week or six times a week. One is what you are working towards. And so that became a goalpost for her and something that she was really looking to to move towards. And the, I, the awareness of that came from a pain point, feeling like she was just, every day there was an indulgence here, there was an indulgence there. So you can look at where you want to make an improvement. You know, there are a lot of people that I work with who want to work out regularly and Right now, they're making excuses more often than not. They're breaking their word to themselves more often than not. So maybe a standard is, no matter what, twice a week, I'm doing intentional movement. And maybe for other people, that number might be five or six times a week. But you can start with what you don't like right now. What I like to do is ask myself, who do I want to be and how do I want to be? If I were the ideal person that I can possibly be? If I woke up tomorrow as the ideal version of me, what would that look like? And I can break down, break down that question if it feels too big, too vague, too general. So who and how do I want to be in moments where I don't feel well? I know I don't want to be the kind of person who eats a whole pizza and a pint of ice cream because I don't feel well, because you know what? It's only going to make me feel worse and it's only going to impair my immune system and it's only going to tax my body further. So who and how do I want to be when I don't feel well? I want to use that opportunity. I want to be the kind of person who just floods my body with the highest quality nutrients and maximum rest and movement and fresh air and stress management. That's who and how I want to be. Who and how do I want to be when I'm faced with temptation? Temptation. I know I do not want to be the kind of person that every other day justifies, well, like somebody brought by cookies, and oh, we're going out to dinner, and those cocktails look so nice, and everybody else is having one. I don't want to be that kind of person. Who and how do I want to be when I'm faced with temptation? I want to have habits in place so that when faced with temptation or stress or fatigue or anything else, I fall back on my habits. And that takes time, but we have to be clear on, well, what do I want those habits to be? For me, one of them is I don't indulge more than two times a month, you know? And and again, that number is variable based on the season of my life that I'm in. Who and how do I want to be when I'm not motivated? Sometimes I like to look at myself from the outside. Like if I was just like floating around in the ethers and I could look inside my house at me, how do I feel about what I see? What do I not want to see? Because, you know, I absolutely do not want to be the person that just lays around on the couch for hours watching Netflix snacking and overeating. I do not want to be that kind of person. That is not how how I want to be. So who and how do I want to be when I'm not motivated? I want to be consistent. Okay. Well, what do I want to be consistent with? And what does consistency mean to me? When you have specificity with these things, it's so much easier to manage those moments where it's like, I don't feel like it. Okay, but I know that I want to be the kind of person who does it anyway, who finds something I can do even when I can't do what I planned to do. Who and how do I want to be when I'm about to make an excuse? And then what would it look like to practice being that person today? I don't have to be perfect. You guys know I don't believe in the idea of perfection. But if I'm clear on who and how I want to be in these specific moments, what can I do today to practice that? Right, So practicing that when we were sick in March means getting in the 15-minute workout in my living room, even though I couldn't go to the gym. It meant eating really clean, even though somebody offered to send pizza. That's what it means, even though we plan to have cupcakes, right? Every time we are faced with a moment where we don't feel like it, when we're not motivated, when we're about to make an excuse, in any area of our lives, these are all opportunities to practice being the person we want to be. One of the other tools I use is having very clear, specific targets. When I'm writing a book, I want to write this many days a week for this many minutes per session. That takes away so much of like, oh, am I going to write today and how long am I going to write for? Like, okay, well, I wrote for five minutes. Is that enough? Can I check the box? Because I said I was going to write and I wrote. I am as specific as possible. A lot of people bumble when they don't have specificity. Like, I want to eat better, but like, what does that mean? Okay, so you didn't have the donuts in the break room, but did you really eat well? Because, you know, you went through the drive through in the morning and you have to have clear targets, specific targets. A couple of the ones that I use regularly is with writing, how many sessions per month and how much time minimum per session. Number of days without any processed food or sugar, it's objective. It's not like I want to eat better, I want to eat less sugar. It's I set a target for the number of days in that month that I am going to have without sugar and processed food. I set a target for how many workouts I will get in per month. And I adjust as needed, right? earliest in my pregnancy at the very, very, very beginning, I adjusted for the fact that there might be two or three days in that month where it's actually better for me to not go to the gym, where it makes more sense for me to use that time to rest. But that's something that I'm going to account for two or three times a month, not two or three times a week, right? So clear, specific targets. I also... Um, Wanted to just mention, if I didn't, I might have uh, in the episode a couple weeks ago, but I got a lot of questions about like, what did I do differently in order to get pregnant? And so I just wanted to reiterate that here after we've now covered those tools. Uh, I followed a very, 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 very uh, strict diet. and the diet itself isn't strict, but what I when I say very, 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 I mean I did not deviate from it one single time, even though in that period we had all sorts of things going on. We had, you know, a holiday in there, we had a couple of different family things in there. Uh, there were certainly days where I wasn't motivated most of the days. but uh, I did not deviate at all one time. I think the consistency really, really matters, especially when you have an important goal. And essentially that was, No sugar, no dairy, no caffeine. And what I would consume was green vegetables, um, healthy fats, so lots of avocado and fatty cuts of meat. Like I had a lot of salmon, I had a lot of chicken thighs, I had a lot of steak, but basically like those were the food staples. And I would have my GBX protein shake once a day. So that's, you know, you could consider that process, but that was the only process thing that I had. And, um, I tested via my urine, my hormones every day with a device called Mira and, um, yeah, I worked out, but not intensely. I did a lot of walking and some lifting, but not any like high intensity, anything like that. I could have, there wasn't any reason that I was avoiding that. There's there's absolutely like no uh, no story here that any sort of intense workout will, will hurt any attempt to get pregnant. That's not true. Uh, that's just what I did. So I just was very, very particular about my nutrition and I was very consistent in my movement. And then I was supplementing like it was my job. I was making sure my microbiome was as supported as possible with things like GBX Fit, mentibiotics, probiotics. I was taking Relief Plus right up until ovulation and then I did not take it for three weeks after that and then resumed after three weeks. The reason for that is any kind of anti-inflammatory when you're hoping for implantation of an embryo um, can reduce the chances that it's gonna stick. Um, You sort of want that that buildup and so I didn't take relief for a three-week period from ovulation until three weeks later. Uh, but I was very consistent with my supplementation, and I think all of those things made a big difference. So if you guys have any questions at all about any of these tools that we talked about in terms of you know, having many reasons in terms of something being better than nothing, standards, specificity, knowing who and how you want to be and practicing that, let me know. We can dive into them in a QA. and a But until then... Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram, at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance